Live Smackdown, Podcast in the Shadows, Split, Doing the Damn Thing, WWE. Uh, the show started off with a town hall meeting, uh, regarding all of the stuff that's been going on on uh, Shane's show, all the Smackdown Live Superstars was up on the stage, Shane in the ring, uh, pretty much hosting C-SPAN style, pretty, pretty funny. And well, at least in my opinion, I thought the segment was fairly entertaining. Had a lot of um, uh, back and forth. We got to see a lot of superstars that we don't get to see. Matches that was set up, potential rivalries and feuds uh, moving forward. So I thought it was an uh, excellent segment all in all. We had uh, Roman Reigns jumping out first. Tashane kisses ass. You had Charlotte on, pretty much saying that the men's have been you know, nothing but gracious to her since she's been born. Liv Morgan uh, saying that she's hogging up all the TV time. We had Apollo up there trying to agree with everyone. Uh, WWE champion Kofi Kingston and the New Day. You know, the, uh, Kofi started complaining. Well, not complaining, but he started, you know, just trying to get at how long he's been doing this. And he got his microphone cut. I mean, technical difficulties, so to speak, but whatever. I think, uh, all in all, it was a very good segment. Uh, it started off a little bit of, uh, it was just a little bit of static. Things got a little crazy. But, um, toward the end of the town hall, uh, Cesaro tried to challenge uh, Alistair Black one more time to a rematch from the matchup last night at extreme rules because he was still a little upset that he lost. Understandable. Now, uh, at the beginning of the show, we believed that Kevin Owens was coming into the building. Shane McMahon had security with him and said, nah, it's not going down like that. Gave him the night off because of all of his actions in the previous week. And, uh, you know, that's understandable. Town hall meeting ends after Shane uh, gives the okay to Cesaro for, uh, or to have the matchup with Alistair Black. And uh, as he's getting out the ring, well, he's getting ready to get out the ring. Uh, here comes, uh, well, he's getting ready to officially conclude uh, the music hits. Here comes Kevin Owens, hits him with a stunner. Wow. Uh, you know, getting ejected from the building, but he's still coming in and doing things. I mean, hey, the fans are eating it up. They're loving it. They're really enjoying this uh, badass KO character. I don't want to try to continue comparing to, you know, Stone Cold, but I mean, there's a way to uh, use just that type of momentum going forward. I think they're doing a fine job. I just don't think we should try to compare uh, the Stone Cold Vince McMahon thing. Like we can't replicate that. We should try to, uh, you know, do our own thing. Like can't fill shoes, you make your own. So, oh, yeah, good first segment. I liked it. Getting into the Cesaro and uh, Alistair Black match next. Good match. Yeah, good amount of uh, time in the ring. Before we would do the thing, uh, Alistair Black went a little bit more in a dominant fashion this time. At least say a, a deciding fight. Deciding. And it just looked a little more on one side is what in. Hit the black mask, kicks Cesaro's mouthpiece out. How about that? Good stuff. Great stuff from Cesaro. 
So it was a very good match. Pardon all this extra background noise if it's audible. But, um, yeah, very good. I wasn't mad at it at all. We'll see uh, if this rivalry continues to develop throughout the uh, coming weeks. Next up, uh, Liv Morgan took on Charlotte Flair. And uh, Liv Morgan, uh, I, I, we all knew she was good, but she's surprisingly much better than what we imagined she would be. Only thing the same about Liv Morgan is the Riot Squad theme. And I mean, if these guys are broken up, then let's get these people new theme songs. But after, after Liv uh, took that loss, after an excellent showing offensively, uh, like I said, Charlotte hit the figure eight. Liv takes the loss, has to tap out, but goes outside of the ring, goes to a commentary and snatches Gray's headset. And, uh, you know, says to the WWE Universe, uh, listening at home and across the world, uh, that uh, Charlotte was right in the next time uh, that Liv Morgan comes back. She's going to be real. I don't uh, necessarily know what she was getting at, but I think that if it was left to me to assume, she's pissed now, and she's about to really hit the gym hit the performance center, you know, maybe go through a character overhaul. I like Liv Morgan with the pink hair and the blue tongue and the fun, you know, just character and all of that. But if she's going to go through a massive change, I mean, let's look at Cesaro. Minus the little losses he took, he looks like a completely new character. I mean, yes, he still is. You know, he's paying homage to the bar and stuff like that because that was something that definitely changed the trajectory, excuse me, the trajectory of his career as an in-ring performer. Uh, you know, so take the losses away. Cesaro looks awesome now. We might be getting that same revamp from Liv. We don't know the next time we're going to see her. So it was good to see her while we could. And uh, we just hoping for the best with her. Fire and Desire definitely uh, told Ember that if, they could, if she could find a tag team partner uh, next week, well, last week, so that'd be this week, whatever. Then they would take her on a tag team matchup, so Ember was going to have to find one. Fire Desire out in the ring. Ember comes out, and out comes Bailey. Now, I'm not going to say this was underwhelming. I love me some Bailey, but... Really? I mean, but, you know, who are we going to find? Who are we going to get? We just saw Liv Morgan out of nowhere against Charlotte, so... The only logical, excuse me, the only, excuse me, Nia Jax is out with an injury. We know that that's how Ember made her debut. Uh, so Iconics are busy. Kabuki Warriors are busy. Uh, I can't even think of another female suit. Dana Brooke is on Raw. You see what I'm saying? So it makes sense for it to be Bailey. I wasn't, you know, upset. It was just like, ah, oh, man, what were you expecting? So, not bad. Um... Getting in, I had a good match. Ember Moon picks up the victory with the Eclipse. It was uh, fun stuff. And after the match, this is where the real story started off at. We had uh, Bailey uh, basically offer Ember Moon the opportunity to become about to take her own foot of SmackDown Women's Championship at SummerSlam. Sounds good to me. Uh, it was. It was funny because it was called cringeworthy, just the way they were building to that in the ring during the little post-match interview. Uh, 
uh, um, I think that they could uh, get a little bit of competitive heat. It's two baby faces. That's cool. I'm not really. I mean, uh, if it's what it is, maybe we'll get a heel turn. I don't like trying to call those out, but what I will definitely say is that we're gonna have a good match between those two. So, just having a good match in this modern day and new era of WWE, I don't think it's gonna suffice to most people in the WWE universe. So we're gonna need some, uh, some I want to say good heat, but some really compelling television. Uh, moving forward. So yeah, as I was saying, I think we should get uh, just some good, compelling television as far as uh, just moving the match forward. Part in the background noise, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the entitled infant is just uh, being being bratty right now. But um, yeah, it was uh, a very good. I uh, I enjoyed the segment. It was a little weird toward the end, just leading into the match. Like, oh, huge celebration. And, you know, it was a lot of strawberries and happiness. Uh, and it's like, no, we're going into the match. Bailey needs that edge we was all talking about. We all want to see Bailey with that edge. And, I mean, we know Ember's badass. So, what's it going to be, Bailey? And Ember, we need to see some more. All right, well, we going to have a match, so we got to get serious, you know. Like, it was done like that last night on Raw. You could see uh, Natty try to go about this the nice way, but then the man, Becky Lynch, completely told her, like, look, we ain't friends when the bell rang. So, you know, we'll see how things continue to develop next week with Ember and Bailey leading into this SummerSlam uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match. I'm excited for it. I hope that they don't, you know, try to overproduce the segment, but they definitely need to get the competitive juices flowing. And I mean, we got plenty of time until SummerSlam to build toward it. So I'm just anticipating how WWE decides to do it. All right. The New Day come out to the ring next, even though we were told that the new Daniel Bryan would have a career-altering announcement, apparently. He uh, it came out, did the thing, you know, these guys are the champions right now. I learned that the WWE Tag Team Championships are not silver. Those things are white gold, which is very cool. I'm happy about them. I'm happy to know that. Yeah, but dipped in gold, or I don't mean any superstar with the tag team championships will vote when they say that. You know, now the WWE universe isn't as confused. Or maybe it was just me and being the only person that thought that. But whatever. Anyway, um, came out. They was thinking that Daniel Bryan was gonna give him or try to challenge them for to a rematch. They said it was cool. Daniel Bryan comes out with Rowan, doesn't say anything. Now I don't think I've seen that type of segment since uh what was it seth rollins doing that was it seth coming out turning around not saying nothing i think he was a bad guy this is a long time ago i think that was it but who knows either way dan bryan teases coming out or teases saying something goes backstage does that about three times and comes back out drops the microphone and just leaves it alone this brings out samoa joe i'm thinking we're gonna get a six-man tag with samoa joe and 
the Planet's Tag Team, the, whatever, the Planet's Tag Team Champions, but they're not that, you know, Dan Bryan Roman. And if we didn't get that, we got Elias to come out with a new soul, a little add to his uh, theme, which has the electric guitar at the beginning of it, very good. And then uh, we got Randy Orton coming out. These guys all clamoring for a championship opportunity, all challenging Kofi. Get in line, boys. That's uh, pretty much the energy that that segment had. And, um, yeah, it turns into a six-man tag. I'm not against six-man tags. I'm not huge on six-man tags. I'm huge on making sure that the WWE superstars are utilized on TV correctly and, uh, effectively you know what I'm saying did I say effectively I just want to see them uh, just come out and be there do their thing get the opportunity to show their stuff you know what I mean like whether it be in the ring whether it be on microphone promo it's how it works but I'm I'm good with it all um six man tags is uh, as long as you don't overdo it or they don't have them too long or whatever it's all good but it's something that WWE has been conditioning the crowd to being accustomed to for ever now so whatever get into the six-man tag toward the end I believe uh, Woods goes for Sinton outside uh, hits Joe with a cocaine Joe hits with a cocaine clutch he is coming through with the save takes a knee from Elias and then uh, in the ring Kofi uh, hits RKO on Co- I mean, excuse me Randy hits RKO on Kofi out of nowhere so we got some uh, it was a good way to have Randy, in my opinion, continue to, you know, be Randy and have the clout that he deserves. He does look credible going into it, even though he is clearly and obviously Randy Keith Orton. There's no question that he is, you know, one of the best that has done this, multi-time champion, one of the one of the most title reigns in the company in general. So, um, you know, he's credible going into the matchup, and we'll just see how things uh, progress into next week. But all in all. A good segment with all of the top talents, and uh, I wasn't I wasn't opposed to it. All right, next we get the Kabuki Warriors taking on the Iconics for the Women's Tag Team Championships, which was uh, pretty hilarious because as soon as the Iconics realized that they did not, uh, they were not able to take on Oscar and Kyrie Sane at all as far as the in-ring athleticism goes. Man. These, they, they, they got out the ring, the referees counting. I believe it was Peyton Royce that realized that, well, we know the rules of WWE, so allowed the ref to count out. You know, so when ref got the 10, match ends, Kabuki Warriors win. But we all know the rules in WWE. So if the, the other championship has to change hands by the way, a pinfall submission in a championship match. This was count out. So even though the Kabuki Warriors picked up the victory, still your women's tag team champions are Oscar. I mean, excuse me, are the Iconics. So that was good. I think that was uh, just it, what was you know it's classic heel. Uh, it's just good stuff. It's, it's funny old school, but then it's just it, it was just comical because they're they're good they're a good team to try to pull something like that, and they actually pulled it off in my opinion. I thought it was good. So. Good segment. Apollo and Andrade had some words at the town hall meeting, which led into a matchup later on. Very interesting stuff. We're going to see how uh, those two continue this, excuse me, to continue to develop this rivalry. 
uh, Andrade was in there. We figured he was gonna pick up the easy one on um, on Apollo. Apollo hit a, I think it was a victory roll or one of those rolls, cru crucifix pin after uh, those knees in the corner. And um, yeah, picked up the one, two, three. We know Apollo is taking on Kushida tonight on NXT. So I mean, this makes this win makes him look a little credible going up against Kushida. But beyond that. Uh, him and Andrade can definitely continue their rivalry that they've been building for some time now. Uh, Paolo is definitely very capable in the ring. You just want to see him look a little more limber, if that makes sense. Let him go in there and do what they're capable of doing. Maybe get the crowd on their side a little more often. But that would be my only critique. It's not really much because these guys are already great at what they do. So we'll see how things continue to progress. All right. KO and Dolph Ziggler had the match. Um, KO stunned everybody. KO stunned Ziggler. I believe he picked up the victory off that. Uh, I think he stunned Shane. Too. Oh no, Shane came down. Uh, it was wild. Shane came down toward the end of the match with like half of the SmackDown locker room. All the bad guys. Everybody that he's. Everyone is trying to align themselves. Uh, with the right side of history, everyone that wants to, you know, just help out the cause, know who the boss is, know who signs the paychecks, you know what I'm saying, understands who gives the opportunities, uh, you know, so he comes out with everybody, it's everybody that you could think of, but um, I believe that KO gets a stunner on uh, Dolphin, gets a stunner on Shane and runs out of the building being chased down by all of the entourage. And uh, in this show, KO easily tells the lovely Kayla Braxton that KO is going to pay. He got hell to pay. He's trying to make a fool out of a McMahon, and that ain't usually the smartest route to go about things. So we're going to see how that goes. Now, 205 Live, after the SmackDown Live happened, uh, was a fairly entertaining show. We got to see, uh, I guess, Samir Singh taking on oh man now i'm a little mad at myself for not uh recalling but they definitely went in and looked good oh man samir singh took on akira tozawa i'm so upset that i can't be that i i i remember these guys of course akira tozawa had an excellent match against uh, adam cole for the nxt championship at evolved this weekend so pardon me but either way, he went at it with Samir. They had a cool match. A uh, little bit of, you know, shenanigans took place. But I believe uh, Tizal was able to pick up the victory. Uh, moving to the next one, we had a, a, a segment with um, Mike Canellas taking on some local talent. Completely destroyed the local talent. And I was talking some smack to uh, Drake Maverick. Called him out. That happened. Pissed off Drake Maverick, so now apparently they're gonna fight next week. And uh, I think that uh, if Mike Canales is able to pick up that victory, then he earned a cruiserweight championship match against Drew Gulak. Man, I don't want to see Drake Maverick lose because I actually like the character. But if that leads into a championship. Decimation from Drew Gulak, then I'm not opposed to it at all. We will see how things uh, take place, but uh, in the main event, 
we had uh, a rematch between Chad Gable and Gentleman Jack Gallagher with they had an excellent match and Chad Gable was able to pick up the victory. Gentleman Jack a little upset about it, but hey, Chad Gable proved to be the better man this time around yet again. So we're just going to see. Maybe Gentleman Jack needs to go through a little bit of overhaul in the character. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's just, uh, you know, it's good stuff all around. So that was SmackDown Live and 205. Shout out to everybody to bring you the podcast each and every week. Thank you, WWE, for giving us another excellent week in sports entertainment. Be mad if you're mad at me saying that. I really don't care. I'm not going to stop saying it because at the end of the day, I mean, you could look at the alternative, but it's very clear and obvious that when WWE decides to give everybody truly entertaining television, then that's exactly what everybody is going to get. And there is no alternative to that type of product. So... Uh, with that, I will catch you guys next week. Pause. Mr. Bischoff was not on hand for this episode of SmackDown Live. Not bad. I'm not complaining at all. We'll uh, wait till next week and see if there'll be certain differences. Now, there were small differences in the show that I noticed for SmackDown. The last hour was definitely a little more packed in than the, uh, than the first hour, but both hours were able to get in a nice amount of superstars. Shane McMahon, definitely going to chat it up with Buddy Murphy concerning Kevin Owens, but we will see how things go because Buddy Murphy can fight his own battles, apparently. He doesn't need Kevin Owens shouting them out. We'll see how that all goes. I'm uh, I'm intrigued. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, uh, anything else really of note? Um, it's all... Uh, leading now so we will see what takes place next week on smackdown live uh raw reunion next week that's definitely going to be exciting about that it's going to be an exciting show star-studded cast a whole bunch of uh legends returning so we'll just see what happens i will catch you guys next time peace